Welcome back for part two of the death of Chris Farley. The bandaid just falls off every time. A bandaid on the Titanic. Correct. Yeah. Um, Yours is a little more muddled and uh, <laughs> Alejandro's reference is uh, just more, you know, quicker. Yeah. It's cleaner. It's cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook. The Facebook. Yeah, just yeah. Facebook. It's cleaner. And uh, might I add that he was sober, if you can believe it, for Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah, he was. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He would just like like uh cold turkey that entire shooting set. He cleaned up for that because it was technically his first movie where he was the leading man. And he's like, I better fucking get my shit yeah. together. And not to brag, but we have a little inside info. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, 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 have, we know a guy. We our, our favorite place here to go sometimes to get very stale bread and uh, some <laughs> mediocre pizza is called Little Tony's here in North Hollywood. You can get spaghetti with a side of spaghetti. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> it's all very frozen and bad, and uh, no one knows why we go there. But and it, it's the it's, best. It's, yeah, we love it. It's, we love it, and it's close. It's very yeah. convenient. But there was this guy one night who was overhearing us talking, and for some reason about he, Chris Farley. Yeah, he came for. He felt the need. He felt the urge and desire to implant himself into our conversation. Yeah. And all of a sudden, what did he tell us? He said he worked on Beverly Hills Ninja with Chris Farley. Yes. That was his statement. That was yeah. his claim. Yeah. And then... He said Chris was very nice. Yeah. Uh, consummate professional. But then he stole a story from Norm MacDonald and his experience on the set of uh, The People versus Larry Flint. Oh, really? Yeah, and said that Chris was such a good actor that... Um, when he started talking, he didn't realize he was in the scene. And so the guy was fucking up his line or whatever. And the director was like, cut, cut, cut. What the fuck was that? What are you yeah. doing? Well, to give it context, he, uh, he, Norm McDonald's was in a scene with Woody Harrelson yes. in, um, the people versus Larry Flint. He yeah. said, Hey, I got a, uh, I got a beer here. You want a beer? And, uh, Norm McDonald's like, yeah, no, I don't want a beer. No. We're acting here today. And then they're like, cut. He's like, I, that was the scene. What are you doing? It's like here? he's so good at acting. I yeah. thought he was just talking. Yeah, to I thought he was just talking to me. Yeah, so this guy said that about Chris uh, Farley. Yeah, and this guy, <laughs> this guy, we knew right off the bat, like, this man is a crazy person. He's not telling us the truth at all. He just wants to talk to someone while he's downing, like, rum and cokes. Yeah. He was claiming to be a stand in. Yeah, he might have been a backup. Or yeah. an extra. And you don't think yeah. it's possible that this story happened twice no. No. to two different people? No. Right. Impossible. <laughs> this guy would just had heard a couple of things, and he uh, wanted to try them out on some strangers that we, we were, yeah. and that was it. Yeah. All right, well. Apparently, Chris. <laughs> that's Sorry. our Beverly Hills <laughs> Ninja <laughs> to it. Yeah. trivia. Yeah, legendary story we have. Um, <laughs> About some yeah. bum in Little Tony. <laughs> <laughs> you might need to lie down after yeah. hearing that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too hot. Yeah, give me some of a breather. <laughs> <laughs> Is that fajitas? No, it's that story. Um, one of his yeah. last times on Letterman was one of the funniest intros on a talk show I've ever seen in my life. Oh, when he picks the guy up and throws him in the trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he picks him up in the uh, you know the late night studio. He runs out back and throws the guy in a dumpster and closes it on him and <laughs> runs back yeah, in. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> hey Dave, so how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Which is like. It was such a legendary thing that happened on that show. He tried to recapture it so many times, but he was so fucked up most of the time. Oh, it, just, yeah. it didn't come across. And actually, one of these times is his last appearance on Jay Leno, which is January of 1997. 
And this was, you know, months after Black Sheep came out. Horrible movie. Did not do well. Was not doing good for his ego. Uh, so he came out and he is just coked out of his mind. I can't tell if it's standard definition or like just a shadow from standard definition, but it looks like at one point his nose starts bleeding and then he does like a huge like <laughs> to try oh to like suck it up God. and then stays on and starts like jumping fucking doing karate and shit. <laughs> Chris, it's good to see you. Good to see you, Jay. Chris, I'm going to take a wild guess. I'm going to guess you were back in Wisconsin recently. <laughs> yeah, I was, Jay. And I brought you. Is that for me? Jay, do you ever have shooting pains in your arm and chest? He's got okay, a cheese yeah. hat out. Yeah. Jay, got your cheese hat. Put that on. Oh, my God. He's like Wisconsin. fucking dying. I saw this and appearance at the time. I was so fucking thing. excited. And Jersey. Oh, Farb Jersey. Resident scumbag. Imagine yeah, being a kid from, from welfare. Little kid in Wisconsin oh, seeing this. Man. Yeah. I know Farb's watching tonight. Go get some butt on Sunday. Yeah, he beat the Patriots. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Awesome. So Jay scumbag. Leno's from Boston and he's from Wisconsin. And a couple weeks later, the Patriots played the Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and they lost. Yeah. And the Packers won. Drew Bledsoe blew it. He blew it. And you blew it. <laughs> Desmond Howard ran that ball right to the end zone. Yeah. On the, yeah. I, the first kickoff or one of the first kickoffs? Yeah, it was early. Um, Tough game. You guys be the judge. Do you think that there was blood that actually comes out here? Little karate guy? I did, Jay. It was unbelievable. Um, I started about three, four months. Cause I didn't know oh, yeah, yeah. He's de- that's blood. Yep. No, I'm a pro. Oh, my but God. No, I, uh, no, Absolutely. Jesus Christ. I did, Jay. It was unbelievable. Um, that's so I started crazy. about three, four months because I didn't know anything about martial arts. That's a I lot of blood. That's not no, a little bit. But anyway, uh, no, I mean, he's clearly I, I on something. And I'm uh, sure they they did a quick blood. edit and, like, rotoscoped out some of that blood. It, it probably looked a lot worse. Yeah. It was probably showing up on, like, his mustache area. Oof. Yeah. But, Ooh. yeah, that huge, like... <laughs> Clearly trying to and suck then it Evan, up. you see in this guy? He's got <laughs> blood out of his mouth. He's got cocaine in his mouth. He's got a little too much cocaine in there, huh? <laughs> yeah. You got any more? Huh? Just kidding. I don't do drugs. I don't spend my Tonight Show money. <laughs> I just give it to Mavis, and she does uh, what she wants with it. <laughs> I'll do coke. It goes straight to my chin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a bunch of pizzas to eat in the back later. I want to keep my appetite. <laughs> you got a big head. I got a big chin. <laughs> So it was very clear. <laughs> we go off on Jay Leno so much on this. I show. know, I love it. Yeah, he. Uh, it's just very clear to people at this point he's not doing well. But he was there to promote Beverly Hills Ninja, which was coming out in February that year. Yeah. So he ends that <laughs> fucking with like uh, three nunchucks, just yeah. like flying and sweating everywhere. It's it's bad. So for 1997, it's clear Chris is not doing well. 17 stints in rehab in total, mm. which is a lot. From 1991, that's six years, 17, 6, 12. That's three three rehab stints a year, pretty much. That's a joke. Yeah, That's a waste of everybody's time and resources. (sighs) He just goes right back into it, right, when he gets out. That's true. His last time on SNL, he hosted in October of 1997. Uh, It was not good. So Lauren thought... Bringing him back might set him on the right track. Get him into the old schedule, some familiarity. Yeah, and Lauren said he quickly realized how out of his own element that he actually was. Like he's like used to be an all star at this. You're an all time great, and now you can't. You're struggling to even keep up. And before the monologue, the live from New York cold open. Yeah, 
it's all about Lauren saying like, oh, you know, is Chris going to be like with it enough to host? The last trip to the spa, it did the trick. Well, we do need a host for October 25th. Cannot do better than Chris Farley, sir. I mean, fatty falls down, ratings go up. <laughs> Believe me, I know. But how do I know he's not going to screw up? Well, because I won't. <laughs> weirdly meta and just unpleasant. Well, he's they're having that conversation. It's Chevy Chase and Tim Meadows with Lauren Michaels. And while they're having that conversation, Chris Farley is in the green room with Anna Gosteyer, like trying to fuck her. It's like such a weird thing. Yeah. And then he goes in and does that. It's just like so weird from the yeah. start. Marcy, can you give me Chris Rock's number? Yeah, some of it here. Like, what the <laughs> Marcy fuck? Klein? Yeah. <laughs> and apparently he did fuck Anna Gasteyer. Look, Chris, you still have time, all right? You can go out there and you can show America your courage, your talent, and your surprising athleticism. Look, I don't know, sweetie. Oh, my well, God. I do know. You can do it, Chris Farley. By God, you are right, honey. Oh, Where's my underpants? That voice is really destroyed. So he was so coked up and like ready to fucking go that he ruined his voice during rehearsal. Oh. And they were like, shit. Because he, he can't even. Oh, that was a tease. We heard he jumped over the table. Booyah, Chris, Chris Rock. I'm going to host this show. Wow. Who was that guy? Tim Meadows. Mm, he's really got something. Is he new? This is his eighth season. This is just badly written. Low energy. And like all the fans of SNL are supposed to be following Chris's journey into drug addiction. I know. It's like weird. this was all common knowledge yeah, I guess, like, at that time. What kind of yeah. message does that send? Nobody would have noticed if they didn't make any references to Chris no. being fucked up. No. Yeah. Just have a good show with Chris hosting. Well, they thought like. This will play well because we won't look bad if it comes out really bad. Yeah. It was a crutch, yeah. I think yeah. they're in such a bubble that they think that news was bigger than it was because I don't think anybody really no. knew gave no. a fuck. <laughs> Timmy, come back, come back, come back. I mean, so now I'm Chris is out for some reason? And Timmy Chris Rock, I mean. sure the host tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris Rock was hot right now. Yeah. Bigger and blacker. In 97, yeah. yeah. So they introduced Chris Farley, and he is so fucked up. That's right. That's right, Chris. Yeah. Now, you know, the three of us started the same year, and a lot's happened since then, you know. Chris here has gone off to Hollywood to make big movies. Me, I've got my own show on HBO. Oh, yeah, he had the talk show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Chris Rock show. Timmy's still black. <laughs> Thank Bring God. the pain you were thinking Thank of. Thank you, Chris. I've really learned some lessons tonight. You know what I've learned? I've learned lessons about responsibility. Responsibility. <laughs> Being responsible, oh, not God. only to myself, Oof. to the people around me. Yeah. That means you guys. I think it's time to quit goofing around. I think it's time to grow up, fellas. I want you to know everything's going to be okay. All right, okay. I'm the new Chris, okay, fellas? Now, here we got a great show tonight. Mighty, mighty Boston's are here. Oh, oh. 
This is painful. Yeah, come yeah, on. Let's... It's it's really bad to watch. Oh, my God. Really tough to watch. Give man. me Black Sheep. I'm sure, yeah, as, I'm sure as a kid, though, I was like, oh, I love this. <laughs> that show just did not go over well with anybody. They tried to bring back Matt Foley. It didn't work. There was just a lot of things. Nothing worked. Yeah. Norm MacDonald was doing um, Weekend Update at the time. Yeah. And they wanted to get him as a character to do that, but he was so out of breath, he couldn't do it. Oh, and he was doing jokes about OJ that were just bombing, and Norm was just like, can you pretend to laugh so uh, Chris can get a fucking break? <laughs> <laughs> Norm uh, loved Chris Farley. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, Everybody he would, did. He put him in dirty work. Yeah. They were like yeah. genuine buds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and Norm... Either Norm or Bob Odenkirk saw Chris Farley in his limo a month or two before he died, and he was all fucked up on coke. And they were just like, "Dude, you gotta stop." Yeah, and he's like, "I don't, I know. What am I doing?" And he would always say that to people, like, oh, "What am I doing?" But he knew exactly what the fuck he was doing. Yeah, he's getting more coke. Yeah, yeah. So there really wasn't much memorable about the episode. Was the El Nino thing like I talked about? Like, yeah, I am the Nino, <laughs> also known as the Nino. Or no, the, goes, whatever. El Nino, which is Spanish for the Nino. That's the only thing I remember <laughs> from this episode. My stepfather still quotes that. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but it's the only thing I remember from that. I mean, it's the only thing that's actually quotable from or, the whole or discernible, thing. or yeah, because it's. Yeah, he was able to get through that somehow. Yeah. So there's a an article about Chris from allthatsinteresting.com, and um, they say the drug-fueled final days of Chris Farley. After 17 stints in rehab, Chris Farley could not outrun his demons. After a four-day binge involving booze and various drugs, Farley was found dead at the age of 33 on December 18, 1997. I didn't realize his brother John was the one that found him sprawled out in his Chicago apartment entryway, God. wearing only pajama bottoms. And his other brother found out about it watching the news. Oh, He saw Chris's picture on TV. He's like, oh, what's this about? What? Then he saw the ambulance outside the Hancock building. He's like, oh, Chris Farley's dead. Jesus. Ouch. And by the way, uh, it was Bob Odenkirk who saw him in the limo before he died. Yeah. Said, hey, man, you got to get help. God. Um, His binge reportedly began at a club called Karma where Farley partied until 2 a.m. and afterward took the party to his apartment. The next evening, he stopped by the 38th anniversary uh, party for Second City and then was spotted joining a pub crawl after that. Oh, God. Where he would have been the toast of the town. Just Absolutely. hanging out with strangers and stuff. Like, yeah. this is so bad. Hanging out with Sharna Halpern or something. Yeah, those bums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, he blew off plans to get a haircut and allegedly spent time with a $300 per hour call girl instead. And she claimed that Chris Farley was just more interested in getting her cocaine or getting her to give him cocaine than anything else. Oh, like he man. didn't want to have sex. He just wanted her to get a blow. Yikes. Interesting. That's a interesting avenue to go down to get drugs. Yeah. To go through a call girl. Right. Yeah. Well, that that's when you know you're bad because even your dealers are like, nah, we're good. Yeah, like we're not giving. That's you like going to like an ATM and getting a fee of like ten dollars or something just to get out yeah. another ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, she said, "I don't think he knew what he wanted. Um, you could just tell he was on a rampage and just kept bouncing from room to room." He must have had a big place. I, I'm wondering how nice his place was. Well, this is in location. the this is in the John Hancock Building. Okay, in Chicago. You is know this what? in the North Loop? 
Uh, yes, it's downtown. <laughs> I only know the loops in uh, yeah. Chicago. It's one of the tallest buildings in the world. Oh. It's the place you can go to Hancock Tower. Near yeah. Sheriff's Tower, I assume. Uh, yes, and see you know the overlook of Lake Michigan, oh. the city. And it, it's awesome because it, it's you're so high up. Yeah, and usually that's just, where Ferris Bueller was hanging out, and uh, when they were up top, absolutely. Yeah, yes. Yeah. While Jeffrey Jones was on the trail, yeah. chasing him. <laughs> Yo, he was chasing him. All right. <laughs> I wonder what he was gonna do if he got him. And so Hancock Building, usually you think of it, it's just like a tourist thing. Yeah, there's restaurants there. You know, there's the overlook on top. Yeah, but. Yeah, I guess Chris Farley had an apartment in there. Yeah. It must have been. That's like a next level suite if you get mm-hmm. shit like that. So, what's the theory? There's not much known. He's just basically doing blow yeah. and hanging out with this call girl. Yeah. What are they discussing? Uh, <laughs> World politics. <laughs> yeah. New Gingrich. How to get more call girls and more blow. <laughs> yeah. Kosovo, maybe yeah, they were Kosovo. talking. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen with this Clinton stuff? What's going on with the Balkans, you know? I'm doing that as Dennis Miller. <laughs> yeah. Hey, babe, hey, babe. what's up with these Balkans, huh? It's like a Cronenberg flick in my head. <laughs> it's like Barishnikov mixed with Mickey Mouse over here, babe. Babe. <laughs> Yeah, so some of the news uh, outlets were saying it was drug and alcohol related, but most people were saying it was heart failure, and some people even thought he choked to death. In mm. January 1998, the cause of death was officially revealed to be a deadly overdose of morphine and cocaine. Morphine? Yeah, he was speedballing. Fuck. Yeah. So that is the same way that Belushi John Belushi yeah. died. His hero. Yeah, it had to be his hero. I think it. you see a direct lineage to their styles. But I think Chris Farley was funnier. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it, you know. It's not even close. Who needs to compare? And uh, in the documentary, I Am Chris Farley, Dan Aykroyd's being interviewed. And um, he was like, you know, David Spade and Chris Farley as a duo, they're right up there, you know, with uh, Aykroyd and Belushi. And I was just like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Like, you guys can't even hold a candle. You can't even hold a candle. He looks around to see how people react to yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. In what? The John Landis flick, The Blues Brothers? Yeah. yeah. What the are they in together? What are you talking about? No, he said, like, he goes, Abbott and Costello. Ackroyd and uh, Belushi. The Blues Martin, Brothers. Yes, Martin and Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? The star of the Blues Brothers with all the cars coming in and flying around everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So he has a healthy ego. Yeah. yeah. John Belushi also died at age 33. And of the same fucking thing, man. Same, same thing as Jesus. Yeah. 33. Except Chris Farley was just hanging out with this call girl. Yeah. Who he didn't even know. No. Belushi's hanging out with who was hanging Williams? out with Belushi that night? Robert yeah. De Niro, Robin yeah. Williams, some dragon faced lady, and then a, like a punk rock band. Yeah, <laughs> what, it, what, what? She looked tough. Yeah, this lady looked tough. She was tough. <laughs> oh, huh. Ooh, yeah, tough. Ooh, uh, too much. Ooh, I up. gotta go home. Gotta go. Uh, uh. I got a family. Get, gotta get back to my wife. <laughs> Uh, so in Farley's case, they said, um, significant contributing factor was the narrowing of his arteries that supplied blood to the heart. And the um, significant amount of coke and yeah. fucking heroin, whatever the fuck else he yeah. was doing. I, I wonder, like, his diet must have been wild. Oh, awful. Yeah. yeah. They speculated heroin 
during his SNL days. Wow. When he was really out of it. Yeah. I'm sure he was doing it then, too. Yeah, we probably. don't know the extent of this fucking guy's <laughs> yeah. drug use. Who yeah. knows? It was a secret double whatever life. Whatever he could get his hands on. Yeah. The, his blood test revealed that he had an antidepressant in his system, also an antihistamine. So he's got Benadryl in his system, just wow. like everybody else. Oh, Benadryl. Back after yeah. a little break. Here. Yeah. We yeah. went right back to it. Um, they said that neither contributed to his death, though. So that's Benadryl. That's big Benadryl sending a letter being like, hey, don't put us in this. But that's a common denominator. Yeah, for real. And a lot of these um, deaths by like toxicity. Traces of marijuana were found. However, zero alcohol in his system when he Mm. died. It was straight up just morphine and cocaine. But maybe his body was like uh, he was dead for so long. He just couldn't drink because he was dead. (laughs) <laughs> doesn't 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 alcohol leave I mean, your system? <laughs> it leaves your system after like uh, two days or a day. He was he about to grab a beer. He was dead. <laughs> He's about to grab a beer and just collapses. Quote of the day. <laughs> so, what is the scenario though? He like passes out and, and then he's foaming she, at the mouth. Does she see him foaming? Yes. And she just leaves him. Yeah, and he says his final words were, "Don't leave me." That's and she so left. fucked up. Yeah. So this she freaked call out girl and took was, off. and she didn't tell anyone. She didn't call no, the cops. No, she's probably like, I just she killed freaked Chris out Farley. and ran. Did they ever interview her? Yes. And what did she say? And she told them that he said, "Don't leave me," and she took off. But and, she no charges. No, not as far as I know. And well, it's she, hard to prove all that stuff. And she's a congresswoman now, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> AOC. <laughs> uh, not to be confused with RDJ. <laughs> oh God, I love RDJ. Yeah, yeah. me too. And Artie Lang, who also had some similarities to Chris Farley. Yeah, yeah, similar uh, sketch uh, big guy. Yep. This woman's name was Heidi Hauser, and she is not looked upon fondly by Chris Farley's friends because they believe she would have been able to prevent the comic's death. Because she took care of him so well. Yeah. So she said um, he was doing cocaine, and then he did a potent street drug called Liquid G. That sounds refreshing. Yeah. Sounds bad. Liquid G, I guess, was just morphine, apparently. That sounds like a drug from the future or something. It sounds like a rapper from the future. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of things. She said, while I was pleasuring him, Chris kept saying, oh, mama, mama, oh, I love you. I want to marry you. You're so beautiful. During the next hours, he did more cocaine, went to McDonald's, got Big Macs, fries, and Cokes, and bought three bottles of vodka, orange juice, and cigarettes. So he's like having a good time. He's living the life. That sounds like fun. Yeah. yeah. McDonald's, Coke, and cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> Sign um, me up. So that kind of contradicts the other theory. It sounds like he was in it for a little nookie. Yeah, a little bit. She says- He did uh, it off with a nookie. Yeah. Come on. She said, Chris started snorting heroin saying, I really love this stuff. I used to do it all the time on Saturday Night Live, and I couldn't do a show without it. Wow. Not one show. That's what she said. He's got, he said. He's constantly going up and down with his drugs. and st- It's so crazy. Mm. I, I can't imagine doing this amount of stuff. Like, uh, I think it's just people that every second of the day, they have to be feeling something extreme like that. Yeah. So this was all at her place. And then they headed to his pad on the 60th floor of the iconic Hancock building at 10.05 p.m., where he, quote, did two more bags of heroin. Oh, about, two more bags? Yeah. And about five more vodkas and orange juice, spilling them everywhere. So not much actually went into his system. Yeah. 
Chris walked into the, the floor. Got pretty <laughs> drunk. Yeah, yeah, it's going through his skin though. Yeah, I mean the booze isn't what to be worried about. It's the fucking heroin. I would. Assume. Yeah, yeah that probably be uh, the OJ and vodka sounds pretty. Uh, yeah, heroin is the more potent yeah. issue there. <laughs> pretty light. Yeah. Uh, Chris walked into the hallway and tried to do a comedy pratfall, and he landed on his back, his feet pointing at the door, and started snoring. At three a.m., she left him a note saying, "I had a neat time." I took my camera and took a picture of him lying there. If he did call me, I'd show it to him and would have a good laugh. And that's his final death picture. It's him foaming at the mouth, dead in the fucking hallway. Oh, that is so my. disturbing. That's yeah. his place right there? Yep. Wow. Bleeding from the <laughs> eyes. Like, how crazy It's is that? really disturbing. It's graphic. Oh, my God. Graphic, graphic. Yeah. It, ugh. Wow. That is the toll of excessive drug use. Yeah. Wow. How do you start bleeding from the eyes like that? That's crazy. He hit it hard and oh he went God. out hard. Yeah. yeah. It's the Coke. Whatever. I don't, I don't know. And the heroin. And the heroin. Jesus. Yeah. Fuck. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's like a death wish. That's not like, you know, uh, you know, just letting loose on the weekend. That's no. Like, that really is a death wish. And I think it is. He knew more of what he was doing and you know, then he let on. I think the numbers adding up with Belushi dying at 33 and him dying at 33, I think he knew it in the back of his head. And he's about to turn 34 in February. Yeah. So he's like, shit, I got to get this going. Yeah, so December 18th, you got two months left before you turn 34. Yeah. Couldn't he at least have finished Shrek? That was a huge thing. That's a thing that not a lot of people know about. Um, he had voiced and recorded 80% of the movie before he died. Shrek. Shrek. He was Shrek. I actually can find the... He uh, did it in his regular voice, or did he also yeah, do it Scottish? Nah, oh, he okay. did it in his regular voice. It's not nearly as good. But Eddie Murphy is also was already cast at the time, and so they have like a storyboard, and their voices mixed together. It's oh, wow. pretty fascinating. Um, the same thing happened with Belushi, where he was lined up to be in Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's true. This is Chris Farley as Shrek. Man, nothing like a fire and a noble romantic mission to warm the cockles of your heart. Yeah. I like my cockles room temperature, thank you very much. Hey, if you're not doing this for cockle warming, why are you doing it? Simple. <laughs> Fartwad gets his princess, I get what I want. Which is? Now, come on, what do you want? I don't have time to set it to music. Oh, yeah, this it is, is pretty one of lackluster thing. compared yeah, to Yeah, it really is. Uh, Mike Myers really brought more to it. It, yeah. Yeah. it would not have become a franchise that it is today if... Uh, if Farley no was way. the one doing Because that. that's, Bob Odenkirk said this. He said that Chris Farley could be magic, but then once the drugs took over, it's just fucking depressing. Yeah. yeah. The magic is gone. Well, yeah. that's a big thing that uh, George Carlin would always say. He'd be like, there's a point with any chemical or substance or whatever where, you know, when you're younger, the fun is big and then the pain is low. But when you get older and you start becoming an addict, the pain gets a lot higher and the fun gets a lot lower. And I right. think that's what happens. And Chris Farley was just in denial that he was eventually going to have to come to terms with the fact that he had to stop doing this. Maybe he just couldn't see himself as an adult living past this era of his life. Yeah. He's just out of his mind because any halfway normal person would have all that success and kind of be like, you know what? Maybe I should 
be sober for a couple months. I want to do a good movie that Ebert and yeah. Siskel will give thumbs up to. Like, yeah. I'm motivated to do better work and to be a better performer instead of just, ah, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to now go completely out of control well, if and you... double down on the black sheep style of humor. Yeah. Well, if you see that example of Belushi, you're like, oh, I can be as fucked up as I want to because this is what I'm supposed to do in this role. And yeah. like, you can't compare anything to 70s drug use because those people got fucked up. Yeah. And they died. <laughs> yeah. But Chris Farley is working. He's in the 90s, but in a 70s mentality of getting fucked up. And I don't know. It was a two different generations, but those people got fucked up. I don't know what it was about the 70s and drugs, but people were maniacs. <laughs> I believe that he just thought he could keep doing that. That he could do no rehab. Way, no, fuck, no, I think he knew he was up, gonna die. Go to rehab, get fucked up, go to rehab. I think he thought he could keep doing that for a while and just go really. through that cycle. Maybe enjoyed the cycle in in a sick way. Because you cannot tell me he did not love to perform. I think uh, he would have loved to continue performing. I think though, a very depressive person knows exactly what they're getting into. So you think this is maybe a little? I think suicide-y. it. I think he was living on the edge on purpose. Yeah. Knowing it okay. could happen at any time. I mean, the 33 thing is coincidental. Yeah. I think Pelucci was uh, more of a mistake. And I think with Chris Farley, he was just a lonely guy that he didn't see himself being anything past the age of 33. This is so annoying because you know that hot chick and Tommy boy that David Spade is creeping on at the pool scene? That was his, Chris Farley's girlfriend. Thank you. Yeah. This guy had everything in life. Yeah. yeah. Like I said earlier, the girls loved him. I could him. be wrong. So you're saying he's this lonely, sad guy. Everybody fucking loved him. He was rich. He was famous. So why and is he doing all Lord these drugs Michaels. and fucking by himself in this fucking sad condo, which is nice, but it's like a... You know, you're just isolated up in this big building, which is like commercial space. You have no neighbors. You're just there, just getting annihilated. Yeah, but it's in the Hancock building. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. come on. <laughs> and, and fucking Lauren Michaels thinks you're one of the funniest performers ever. Fuck off being lonely and sad. Well, I mean, Lauren thought that at one time, but he also fired him. So it's like, yeah, but not really. But in a because depressive Lauren, person's head, he fired him, but he produced black sheep. Yeah, because he makes money yeah, off and he of rushed why black would, sheep. Yeah, because he made need, it the failure. Of as we the already money. know, they fired the whole cast that season. Ninety four, ninety five is considered infamously bad for SNL. Yeah, I think that's a little dramatic. It has some funny stuff. I, know, I don't uh, think it ever really recovered. But there was a that. New York. The New Yorker. Is no, that... not the New Yorker. New York the Magazine. New York Magazine article that season that was devastating. Yeah. They put Chris Farley on the cover as the number one reason why that season failed. Oh, did they? Yeah. Yeah. So but... Lauren had to do a whole turnover. But make no mistake, he had Chris Farley right on board for other projects. Yeah. Why are they letting all these stupid comedy journalists actually dictate what's going on at SNL? These people are fucking losers. Yeah. Did you ever see Tim Dillon roast that New York Times comedy uh, journalist? Yes. Yeah, the, he tore that guy apart. That was amazing. Yeah. That guy was one of the writers of one of the articles I talked about. Oh, <laughs> oh really? Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. He took it in stride, but like Tim Dillon was like, why are you writing about clowns on the, yeah. the New York Times? Why? You know, there's actually things going on in the world. Crazy. Deconstructing comedy is the hardest thing. Yeah. yeah. You can say objectively, black sheep isn't very good. Yeah. But 
if somebody laughed at it and likes it, can you really argue with them? Yeah, the kill or the getting laughs is as hard as you can anyway. The hardest thing you can do. So just let them try, and then if people laugh, yeah. it gets you know money, and people enjoy it. If if not, it's done. Yeah, and I can understand your guys' point. Like, despite all that, he's so messed up that he still finds a way to be miserable. Yeah, maybe he's just a miserable dude. I think he's just a sensitive guy and wanted to be loved so bad that any negativity went his way. It just did not do well for him. Yeah. He couldn't handle what comes with being in the big leagues. If it all wasn't 100% positive in when he gets a little bit sober, all the stuff that he did bad, like that SNL last appearance and stuff, it comes rushing back to him. And yeah. he has to deal with it and process it if he's sober. So that's why he just keeps the cycle going. Yeah. Because he's, he's pissed off so many people. And we've all been there. You can see on that stage in SNL, you can tell inwardly he's probably feeling this isn't going so well. And he's probably panicking in his head like, okay, keep doing the shtick that everybody wants you to do and you think they'll like. And it just ends up bombing. It doesn't work. But yet in the moment he's freaking out, like, how do I make this work? Yeah, You know what I mean? Because all all his tools are gone. All the stuff that he was able to do to to get ready, you know, last minute. But they were all drug related. So like, I'm going to snort heroin. That's how I get through these episodes. Mm. What? That's so crazy. No, that's not sustainable. No. A private funeral was held on uh, December 23rd, 1997 at Our Lady Queen of Peace Catholic Church in his hometown of Madison, Wisconsin. Over 500 people attended, including many comedians who he had worked with, such as Dan Aykroyd, Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, Rob Schneider, Lauren Michaels was there, Al Franken, John Goodman, George Went, and Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman was at his funeral. Oof. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, that's wow. Wow. right before his. Oh, my God. You How know, crazy is that? You know who wasn't there, though? Bryn? No. Uh, David Spade was did not show up to the funeral. What? No, he didn't. He said it was too hard for him. Wow. He wouldn't go. Holy shit. And he had trouble even talking about it for a long time. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Notably absent was Farley's best friend, David Spade. Um, and remember that book, An Oral History of SNL? That came out in the early 2000s. Yeah. Where it was all the cast members and producers and writers talking candidly. It was just like quotes from everybody. Mm-hmm. Chris Rock said in that, two guys start SNL the same day. One is a black guy from bed The other is a white guy from Madison, Wisconsin. Which one's going to OD? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Holy shit. Wow. Um, Chris Farley's remains are interred at Resurrection Cemetery in Madison. Um, do you know who did his eulogy? Bob Odenkirk? Tom Arnold. Get oh. out of here. Yeah. You know the funniest things about that? The the first thing I remember of Chris Farley on SNL was playing Tom Arnold in which his pants came down. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I don't know, Dennis. I'm not really, you know, he's doing like all the hand motions. And then his pants fall down. Dennis Miller goes... I just saw the new guy's ass. <laughs> but he like broke the fourth wall for a second. Yeah. Okay, so they were very close. Well, they're both like Midwest comics, kind of. It was his first call when he was talking about the Chippendales thing. Like, he was really mm-hmm. upset about it and didn't know if he should fucking do it. And he's asking Tom Arnold, he's out of his goddamn mind. His impression of Tom Arnold is so <laughs> fucking so funny. Good. 
I don't know, Tom. Why would we do the things that they said we did? Yeah, this ha- the, the hand, the hand motion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Victoria Jackson played uh, Roseanne. They were so good yeah, at that. They were great. As that couple. Thank you. Before you kind of laughed when I said Victoria Jackson, she was really was funny. Brilliant. She wasn't bad. She yeah. was really funny. That, now well, that, she's out of her fucking that, mind. Then she was. Who in- cares what she's doing now? I'm talking about that. <laughs> I do because now it's interesting to yeah, see how she crazy is funny. she is. She I, was part of the tea party, and now it's Q and I. Yeah, oh my God. yeah. You she's know. gonna be storming uh, the Capitol again someday. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and but, she does the same act. With her little ukulele. Yeah. Oh, my it's God. It's the same one she did on Carson in the 80s. Yeah. Fucking terrible. She, um, she, I liked her in casual sex, actually, with um, with uh, Dice. Acehole! A little known movie. Yeah, I, I recommend that movie. It's actually not that was bad. Was that Leah Thompson? Yeah, I think she. Her? I think that was I it. Yeah, Leah Thompson. <laughs> her sister. Carolina uh, the City? Yeah, her daughter's yeah, a big actress. Hey. That was a big sitcom <laughs> from our time. I know, I Caroline watched Caroline in the City. Did you jerk off to Caroline in the City, you creep? Yeah, right before you got here. <laughs> so you, you liked oh, you're her. you're still ongoing. Yeah. You liked her with the short hair. Oh, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. Dice. Yeah. Ace-hole. Ace-hole. <laughs> Victoria Jackson was good friends with Dice, by the way. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. I can see them getting along. Hey, Victoria, hickory dickory duck. I saw her live in Madison, Wisconsin. Shut up. I swear to God. In what night, did she do live? In the year 2000. At a thrift store? In the year 2000. <laughs> in the year 2000. I, yeah. Me and my family got tickets and we went to see Victoria Jackson. That's such a wild like the, family thing to do. Yeah, let's get on, bring the whole family yeah, down yeah, to see yeah, Victoria let's, Jackson. Let's get in the station wagon, the, the Dowling station Yeah, we wagon. got in the station wagon and we went to the- <laughs> She tr- read the Q files. <laughs> we went to the Chuckle Hut in Madison, Wisconsin, yeah. and we saw fucking Victoria Jackson. Wow. And she did the same act she did on Carson and the same act she's doing now. Holy shit. Her big thing was she called her ex-husband, his name is Satan. Nice. Oh, God. She was good. She was good on SNL. She, I don't know. Yes. I don't know if she's a good member of QAnon or not, but uh, yeah. SNL was... She was good. I, I enjoyed her. Very and Ellen funny. Cleghorn was funny. I did, we don't have to go down the whole uh, yeah. SNL casting. Yeah. Let's rate each cast member. <laughs> yeah. Let's rank them. Yeah. All right. Buckle up, everybody. Like Rolling Stone. This podcast is just getting started. Remember, Ro- <laughs> remember Rolling Stone did that? Yeah. A few years ago, they ranked every cast member. So and, dumb. And all of the ones that were lower on the list were pissed. Yeah. Why would and Norm Rolling... McDonald was famously embarrassingly low on the list, yeah. which is a joke. He was like in the sixties or something. Like yeah, way... probably because he got fired and that yeah. that whole shit went down after Farley died. And um, Norm McDonald got fired in ninety eight or ninety nine because he made fun of OJ too much. Yeah, and then Colin Quinn replaced him. Yeah, mm-hmm. Colin Quinn. Yeah. See, one door closes, a window opens. Okay, I love it. John Lovitz had to go so Chris Farley could show up. The wow. circle of life. <laughs> yep, that's it. And any, my heart will go on. Any final thoughts, fellas? Hey, what a guy. What a performer. I've always been kind of proud. I always thought it was cool he came from my state. Oh, hell yeah. As a kid, that was awesome to see him, you know, with the cheese head on Lano, all that yeah. stuff. There's not many. Are there any other real comedians that are from Wisconsin? Not as big as Chris Farley. 
the way he promoted the state. There was so much love in that guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, you could tell. And he brought, he had a lot of foundations and he brought a lot home. He was heavily involved, like Catholic foundations and stuff back yeah. uh, at his church back in Wisconsin and shit. So. And children's hospitals. Yes. Yeah. He, he would, his, he said that uh, when he first got to SNL, people were asking, like, what his ultimate version of fame would be. And he was like, if I could show up to kids' hospitals and kids would want to see me as, like, you know, to make their day better, that's what I want to do. And he ended like up Patch doing Adams. it. Yeah. yeah. He was like a more palatable Patch Adams. <laughs> yeah. A better one, yeah. Yeah, on Coke. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go to the bathroom really quick, kids. Yeah. Well, that's the creepiest part about Patch Adams. He wasn't on Coke doing that yeah. stuff. <laughs> or was he? Oh, uh, rest in peace, Chris Farley. Man. Rest in peace. Rest in power, Chris yes. Farley. One of my favorite performers of all time. Yeah. It was at that sweet period of time where he was just amazing. Yeah. And usually to end the show, we do let you guys know, follow us on Instagram, Death and Entertainment, uh, YouTube, YouTube, Death, Death and Entertainment, Twitter, DiePod2021. Um, email. So, Hit us so up on formal. email. He's like, this is how we end the show, kids. Yeah. Death and Entertainment at gmail.com. <laughs> Thank you for warning us that you were going to give us the socials. <laughs> yes. Um, but no, to really, we uh, we usually do end the show with like our normal outro, but uh, we're going to play you out with Adam Sandler doing his song about Chris Farley. Oh, very nice. Um, enjoy. Try not to cry too much. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. See you next week. All right, guys, gonna do this one. This is a very special song. I hope you like it. It means a lot to us. Here we go.
showy drink a quart of Jack Daniels and stick the bottle right up his ass. But hungover as hell, that Catholic boy always showed up to morning man. We tell him, slow down, you'll end up like Belushi and Candy. He said, those guys are my heroes, that's all fine and dandy. I ain't making that shit up, that's the truth about my boy Chris Farley. I saw him in the office crying with his headphones on. Listening to a Casey and the Sunshine Band song I said, buddy, how the hell is that making you so sad? Then he laughed and said, just thinking about my dad The last big hang we had was at Timmy Meadows' wedding party Laughed our balls off all night long, all because of Farley. But a few months later, the party came to an end. We flew out to Madison to bury our friend. Nothing was harder than saying goodbye, since watching Chris's father have his turn to cry. Hey, buddy, life's moved on, but you still bring us so much joy. Make my kids laugh with your YouTube clips, or Tommy Boy. And when they ask me who's the funniest guy I ever knew, I tell them hands down, without a doubt, it's you. Yeah, I miss hanging out, watching you try to get laid. But most of all, I miss watching you fuck with Spade. You're an agent like you wanted, but I still wish you were here with me. And we were getting on a plane to go shoot Grown Ups 3. Your love ain't the same without you, boy. And that's why I'm singing about, I'm singing about my friend Chris Farley. And if we make up noise, maybe he'll hear us. Give it up for the great.